Well, good morning, and once again, welcome to an episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright with you. Happy to begin the morning with you today. Let's pray our morning offering and what has become our prayer routine in this month of May. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's good to be with you on this Tuesday morning. It is May 16th, and you know I'm a little stuffed up this morning after a great uh, golf tournament fundraiser yesterday. A lot of fun was had, a lot of prayer too, some wonderful holy priests there and some good work to support vocations. I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to, uh, to work with the Sarah Club here in St. Louis and be part of that wonderful ministry. And I know so many of you Sarans faithfully listen to the show. So good morning to you as well. Today on the show, Corey Grizzle is going to be with us to talk about virtue and vice. Shall we say virtue versus vice? That is all ahead on the show today. First, let's go to Mike Roberts. Today is the feast day of St. Simon Stock. Born in England in 1165, he felt called to a singular journey with the Lord as a very young man. At the age of just 12, Simon went off to live alone as a hermit, finding refuge in the trunk of a tree, which is where he gets the name Stock. After making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, he joined the Carmelites in the early 1200s and became their prior general. Simon expanded the order dramatically, establishing many new houses across England and Europe, including in Oxford, Paris, and Bologna. But these were difficult days for the Carmelites in England, and all Catholics really, and they were being suppressed. On July 16, 1251, the Blessed Mother appeared to Simon holding a brown scapular and told him, Receive, my beloved son, the scapular of thy order. It is a special sign of my favor which I have obtained for thee and for thy children of Mount Carmel. He who dies clothed with this habit shall be preserved from eternal fire. It is the badge of salvation, a shield in a time of danger, and a pledge of special peace and protection. He died on this day in Bordeaux in 1265. St. Simon Stock, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And if it were a game show, it would probably be my least favorite game show. We're talking about virtue and vice today because sometimes vice can be so attractive. It's what we want to pick, but we're called to live a life of virtue. And how do we navigate that? Now, luckily, in some of these game shows that are on TV, you have the ability to phone a friend or ask the audience 
And so we thought we would phone a friend and have her come join us in the studio, not as the audience, but as a guest here on Roadmap to Heaven. Corey Grizzles with us. Uh, Corey, we're not here to play the game of virtue oh, and vice because, <laughs> I mean, isn't that every day of life, trying to strive for virtue in right? a world filled with vice? Well, it's good to have you back with us, and we're here to talk about kids today because, you know, it's one of those things that luckily for our children, especially as they try to grow up in a world learning how to navigate virtue and vice, uh, you know, they're not alone. Right. They they have parents, they have teachers, they have all sorts of good role models if they know where to look for them. And so, you know, some things it's pretty easy, although yet what parent has not had to say at some point, no, we don't hit others with our toys. That's not what we do. How do we teach kids the difference between virtue and vice? Well, that's exactly it, though, is to have those situations that they get themselves into and then just continuously ask the questions and continuously guide them in the right direction. And again, like this is the third one we've had about parenting, and I am all about the big picture So if we can have some very specific ideas about how we want to guide our children and having this idea that there are capital virtues and there are vices that are fighting against it and knowing that we want to guide them in the path of virtue and also knowing better than these little children that there are so many forces against us and so many forces against them that we need to point it out to them and say, this is how we want to walk. This is not how we want to act. So in that, when there's a, there's a child that's hitting another child, kindness is the virtue. And so we want to push them into the kindness of let's put the toy down. Let's take it away. Let's put the toy on the shelf, put the child in time out. However you're going to parent that, you are guiding them into virtue. We understand that they want to do that. We get it. We get, we get the emotions and the feelings and the, okay, but really that's not how you're supposed to respond. We need to be kind to each other. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there and all of the different virtues that we have, there's just so much that's fighting against us. When you and I were talking about what are we going to speak about for this session, you sent me a chart that I love because it comes from the Fathers of Mercy, from yes. Father Wade Menezes. Mm-hmm. If you go to their website, fathersofmercy.com. I always and want I, to say .org, but yeah, it's .com. I think I just Googled virtues with two opposing vices. Yeah, you can one. do that. Or you go to uh, fathersofmercy.com and you type in uh, capital virtues in the search bar and this lovely little chart will pop up. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. It's a great and teaching tool. So when we talk about that, we think vice in corresponding virtue, that they're, they're opposite ends. But really, as you said earlier, virtue lies right in smack the middle. dab in the middle. Right in the middle. And you realize this when you look at things like, um, like humility, for example. If you want to be humble, you think you have to, sometimes you might think you have to hate yourself. Sometimes you might think you have to be a doormat. Sometimes you might have to think that, nope, I'm going to be humble. And so you can speak to me however you want. And I am just going to do whatever you say to do. And that is absolutely, that's self-loathing. So that's the other opposite part of that. So when you are humble, you are not proud. You do not need to be in front of the line every time. But you also don't need to be at the end of the line every time. You don't need someone to spit in your face or, you know, whatever it is. But you don't need to hate yourself so much that that that's just as bad in some respects, right? So there is somewhere in the middle. I think of the examples like if, if someone were to go up to you and say, Corey, 
you are a fantastic guest on Roadmap to Heaven. We we love everything you have to say. You're not obligated to say, no, I'm really the worst guest in the world right. and you shouldn't listen to anything I have to say. I mean, I, I think you do a good job. It would be appropriate to say thank, thank you, you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and then move on. Now, because of the age spread of your kids, you're still teaching this lesson to the youngest yes. uh, ones, but you also are seeing the payoff now and the fruit of this as your oldest kids are going out into the world. And how has that reinforced the importance for you of teaching your youngest about virtue? Uh-huh. It's reinforced it because I see when my children are out in the world now, when my oldest was 10, 12, things like that, you could control a whole lot more and you could control what they get exposed to, sort of, and you control a whole lot more than, than I can now with my 23-year-old. Of course, because he's out in the world, he has his own life, he has his own everything. So being able to make sure that I teach these things to that age and, and the decision-making capabilities of that. And, and when it gets tough and I don't know which way to go with this virtue, where do I go for that? And so those are the kind of things I want to be able to teach my children. That when maybe there's a book that I shouldn't be reading, what are the decision-making processes of that? Um, so that when they get out into that world and now I'm seeing my children out in the world and making decisions and gritting my teeth sometimes because that's not the decision I would make. And I also see that maybe that's a decision that will lead him or her down a path that is not necessarily as virtuous as I would hope they would be. Yeah, it's easy when they're little kids. I, I remember our youngest at one point in time found a scissors and one of those beanbag filled. Uh, it wasn't really a chair, but it was like a pillow and she took said scissors to said pillow, and there were still little uh, styrofoam beans or whatever yeah. throughout their room, despite years of trying to clean them all up, right? <laughs> uh, it's, it's easy to say, don't take it. What were you thinking? How did you think that taking the scissors to that would be a good outcome? <laughs> They're not. They're but not. then, you know, with our son trying to reinforce those lessons now that, uh, let me tell you, if, if you think having a computer in your room, which he's not allowed to do, mm-hmm. uh, late at night with the door closed and the lights off for a young man, what did you think was going to happen? How did you <laughs> think that was going to result in a good outcome? You know, right. And yet those are the lessons that are so important to teach. And, and like, I just want to clarify, because he does sometimes listen in the morning, you're a good kid <laughs> and you're living a life of virtue and your mom yes. and I are very proud of you. Keep it up because someday the choices are only going to get harder. And they do get harder. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to teach those lessons with the little things that happen. So the same thing, you know, I struggled as a parent. The same thing happens when and I, and I hear it all over the all the time that, you know, their child destroyed something of theirs and they were just so upset. And, you know, I had the same issue. I just remember this being glaring when when my son took a scissors or no, it was a screwdriver to one of our televisions. And it was, again, I'm older. So it was a very um, thick glass television. It was a small TV. And, and there were chips in it. And, you know, and I said, why did you do that? He said, well, it was old. And because we really didn't use it anymore. It was a tiny little TV that we kind of carried around. And, and it was old and we didn't need it anymore. So we decided to destroy it. And I'm going, okay, so in this virtue, do I get really upset about this thing that I have? Or do I say, okay, that was just something. How do we take care of our things? How do I have this virtue of temperance instilled to my children where they they don't want all of the things, they don't have all the things, that's not their existence, but at the same time assess some type of value to some of these things to be able to take care of them properly. I love it. All right. Well, we are going to stop here for today. 
Next time Corey is with us, we're going to be talking about order and routine, which help us grow in virtue and avoid vice. In the meantime, we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Here is a catechiz question for you. In this Easter season, we've been praying the prayer Regina Chaley. Regina Chaley, Laetare, Alleluia. One of the two seasons, liturgical seasons, where Father will wear rose-colored vestments has a Sunday called Laetare Sunday. Which of those two seasons is it? It is the season of Lent, which precedes the Easter season that we're in now. And you can always remember Laetare Sunday and Lent because they both start with L. Very similar is Gaudete Sunday, which is the third Sunday of Advent. But Laetare and Lent, both L words. We're going to get you our daily dose of encouragement. One of our goals here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement is to encourage you to live a life of holiness so that, God willing, one day you'll be a saint. And sometimes we think, well, saints, those were just people hundreds of years ago. No, saints are in the making, as Patty reminded us yesterday, right here and right now. And this week we are talking about servant of God, Father Emil Capon, who we pray will be canonized a saint in our lifetime. Absolutely. And I wanted to just take a look at some of the details of his life so that we can relate, so that we can learn and be inspired. Again, I had time in Wichita when I was speaking there to spend some time at his tomb, and I learned these details of his life, and I was inspired, so I just want to share them with all of you. Yesterday, we just talked about him being born on a farm in Kansas and what that must have been like being born in that generation, born in 1916. Now, here's what happened in his early childhood. He rode his bike three miles every day to school, and he got there an hour before the start of school in order to serve Mass. He went to Pilsen High School, public school, for two years, but then he entered Conception Seminary, where he finished high school and minor seminary before his theological studies for the priesthood at Kenrick Glennon Seminary. Sorry, it was just Kenrick Seminary at the time. At Kenrick Seminary here in St. Louis, which again is so amazing for all of us here in this area. He went to Kenrick right here. He was ordained a priest in 1940. He was the first Pilsen native to be ordained, and he was assigned to stay on at his home parish in Pilsen, Kansas. A few years later, he became the auxiliary chaplain at the Army Air Base in Harrington, just 16 miles north of Pilsen. In 1944, he was relieved of his duties in Pilsen, and he became a U.S. Army chaplain, whereupon he was sent overseas to Burma and India, where he served troops at the tail end of World War II. After the war, he received his master's in education at Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. And late in 1948, he requested permission to go back to active military duty as a chaplain. What impressed me about this stage of his life, as with so many saints, was the call within a call. He was already a priest, but he felt called to be a military chaplain and serve the armed forces, the men who were in the army. He felt called to serve them. Also, the virtue of obedience was always crucial. He always asked permission. He respected the assignments that he was given, first in Pilsen and then to go get his master's. He always asked permission and did what he was told and allowed to do. So here's what I want us to think about today. Day. Most of us live ordinary vocations, you know, of marriage, single life for the kingdom, or consecrated life as an ordinary priest or religious. But have we ever considered that we too might have a call within our call? 
a unique calling within our vocation, what is that for you? Pray about that today. What is your unique call? And have you said yes to it? That's a challenging question for us today here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Patty, thank you for today's reflection. As we wrap up, I want to share with you a thought that I had last night. I am very quick to say things like, well, you know, uh, this could have been done better, or why did you do it this way, or why didn't you do it that way, or did you even think about maybe doing it this way? And sometimes I realize that I don't have that filter, and I go up to people and say, oh, I'm glad I ran into you. I've been meaning to ask you about this, because why did you do it this way or not that way? And especially sometimes I do that with the parish priest. And I say, Father, why didn't you think about it this way? Or have you ever thought about it that way? Instead of saying, Father, how are you? How could I pray for you? And, uh, you know, all month long, I've been thinking about vocations because we're in the midst of ordination season. And I just want to challenge us all, especially myself, starting with the man in the mirror, as they say, to have that attitude to go and first say, how are you? Is there anything you need? Is there anything I can do for you? Maybe just to take the time to send a note. Dear Father, thank you for your ministry. We appreciate you and drop that in the mail or drop that off at the parish office. It's just a thought today. Um, And, you know, a little bit of kindness goes a long, long way. And it's a lesson I need to hear and be reminded of. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, that wraps up our Tuesday edition of Roadmap to Heaven. Don't forget to pray the Regina Chaley today, and it's Tuesday, so we pray the Perpetual Help Devotions today. And most importantly, you know I'm going to end the show by saying this. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And do not forget that the Blessed Mother wants you to pray the Rosary each and every day. And in this month that we honor her, pray your Rosary today.